Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are and whenever you're listening. I hope you're having an excellent day. My name is George Bushell, and you are now locked in to the best day ever podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As ever, thank you ever so much for tuning in. It really is great to have you. Now, in my humble opinion, for what it's worth, this is a very special podcast, and I know we're only just getting started. We've only done a few episodes, but I really do believe that it's special. And why? Well, because of you, because of our Gymshark family, you are what make the company what it is and you are what makes this podcast so fascinating to listen to. So if you'd ever like to come into the podcast, if you'd like to share a bit more about yourself and tell us your best day ever, please drop me a slack and we will make it happen. Now, on to today's guest. She is creative. She is part of our product department. She is design intern Sophie Hurst. Sophie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. How are you today? Really good, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I am fantastic. The spring weather's just started to emerge. Yeah, it's so nice and sunny, isn't it? It's nice and sunny. And that's kind of like a mood booster to everyone, isn't it? So yeah. I think um, everyone's feeling pretty good at the moment. But it's not about the weather. We can talk about the weather all day because <laughs> we're British. Uh, let's talk about you. Before we get to Gymshark... Um, and there's plenty to find out there. I want to find out a bit more about you outside of work. So, Sophie, tell us a bit more about yourself. So, um, I study at Manchester Met University and I do uh, fashion design technology and I do menswear specifically. Um, outside of work, I'm an avid runner. I love going to the gym, love the outdoors. I'm a bit of a crime show fanatic as well, like Line of Duty, Dr. Foster, kind of like drama shows as well. I've seen most of them all on Netflix. Okay, if you had to pick a favourite, favourite yeah out of all of those crime and drama shows one that when it's on I'm watching it definitely Line of Duty I was absolutely hooked Were and there you? was I think six seasons which just made it even better because it just went on forever like <laughs> just keep watching it. it didn't end fair enough fair enough but Dr Foster's up there too Dr Foster yeah I love that kind of thing it's a bit grim isn't it like, no, that not kind at of all thing. not at all like I know plenty of people that are like oh yeah I want to see a crime I want to see a thriller yeah. I'm like well, for me, for me, I'm, I'm a comedy guy, so I like comedy. But I understand that too. Yeah. You know, it's all good. It's all good. What else? Tell us a bit more. Um, so I grew up in Essex. I'm one of three kids. Um, I've got a golden retriever puppy as well. Well, she's not really a puppy anymore. She's nine months, but I still call her a puppy. And what is her name? Sadie. Sadie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I post her all over the Slack channel and the dogs chat, so everyone's you... probably seen a picture of my dog. <laughs> okay then. All right then. She's so... super cute. And how old is she? Nine months old. Nine, Nine or ten months. Can't remember exactly. But she's grown a lot, but you still yeah. call her a puppy. Yeah, well, she's like she looks like a like dog. Yeah. But she's still a little bit small. Got yeah. If you compare her to like a, an actual one. But she's super cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Um, and what else about me? Um, another thing is that my dad was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's last year. Um, so I guess that's kind of like a lot, like a big part of my family now is like looking after him and caring for him and making sure that he's all okay. Um, so I do spend quite a lot of time at home, just make sure everything's good and just to spend as much time with him as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first thing for me to say is that I'm so, so sorry to hear that you and your family have had to go through, go through such a difficult time. Um, I can only imagine how difficult it must be. But on on the other hand of things, I know that you and your family are doing as much as you can to raise awareness of Alzheimer's to, you know, 
try to make a positive out of the situation. Yeah. Um, and one of those things that you're doing is running a marathon the 1st of May. Half marathon. A half marathon. Oh, I, I can't do a full marathon. Oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> I'm sure you could. That might be next year. Maybe, yeah. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> but, okay, apologies. Half marathon on the 1st of May. Yes. I don't want to make you overcommit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you've said, it's, it's well, it's, it's for a cause that's really close to your heart. Would you mind telling us a bit more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so it's a cause that's close to my heart because this is the fourth time it's now hit my family. Um, but it's the first time that it's been early onset. So um, I think because it's been like my grandparents before and now it's my dad, I think it's different because it's somebody who's so young. Like he was 59 when he um, was diagnosed, but 57 or so when like symptoms started happening. Um, and so to really want to like raise awareness that it's not just a disease for older people and it's it can impact younger people and the fact that they still don't have a cure and they don't actually really know exactly why it happens so I really mm-hmm. wanted to do the half marathon to like fight for change to raise as much money as possible in order to maybe help another family out and to give somebody else care and and time um, and so that's why I put the half marathon out there in the hope that maybe one or two people would want to join me and so I was overwhelmed by the response and really touched that so many people have offered to help and to run alongside me. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about values and our, our culture at Gymshark and, you know, I think when you ask people, okay, what is the culture at Gymshark? One of the first words that they say will be family. Um, and that's, you know, both, you know, your family, but, you know, our family internally as well. Um, I, you know, I haven't been at the business really that long compared to a lot of other people and I can already see that you know we really do try and look after each other and I can imagine that it wasn't easy putting that slack post out to everybody mm. to to say you know what had happened and what you were doing in response to it uh, and you said that you were overwhelmed by, res- by the response um, yeah. what was that response? Um, so I put the post out there um, I thought about it for several months but I wanted to I guess I wanted to be here for a little bit of time before I decided like was I going to commit because once you put it out there that I've got to definitely do it it's and a I was thing like, yeah, yeah I was like I can't now like dive out of this <laughs> half marathon I've now got to definitely do it um, so I put the post out there instantly regretted it because I was, like felt really vulnerable and it was almost the first time that I told anybody um, except like close family and friends mm-hmm. and I just sat there like a bit like oh gosh should I delete it do I not I thought I'd just leave it five minutes later came back to my laptop and there was a thread started going going I'm in I'm in I'm in on the chat and by the end of the day there was like 20 30 people who wanted to join mm-hmm. and I just sat there going oh my gosh that's so kind and that was when I realized like this valley that they've always said to me Gymshark's family I was like well it actually is yeah and people were privately messaging me as well sharing their story and I think it made me realize that actually you're not alone and I thought this is just something that I must be the only one because I hadn't spoken about it. And then suddenly so many people could relate. They have parents going through it or other family members, grandparents or friends. And it's just like, oh gosh, you know, we're all in it together. So it's not just for my dad, it's for everybody else who's also going through it right now. No, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, it's, it is, it must've been, you know, I think I think when we're, whenever we're in a difficult situation, um, whether it is something to do with our families or something to do with ourselves, we kind of feel like we're the only person who, is going through it and that can be quite isolating and quite difficult to handle Um, and like I say what I love about Gymshark is the fact that you know 
everyone tries their hardest to make sure nobody feels that way. Um, which is why when you told me about the response that you got, I was, you know, I was, I was so happy because it's exactly what Gymshark is, yeah. you know, that that's who we are and that's what we do. Um, you mentioned that you are running to, you know, fight for change, more research, more appropriate care for sufferers and support. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also in celebration of your dad's 60th birthday. Yeah. Um, what is your dad's name? Paul. Paul. Yes. Um, tell me a bit more about Paul. Um, so he is 60, he turned 60 in November. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a lovely man, um, like super kind and caring. Um, always told me kindness is the most important thing mm-hmm. above and beyond absolutely everything. And he even says that now, he'll always say that to me. He says, remember Sophie, kindness is so important. Um, and he was um, a businessman, he, he was like a, a senior in a company, um, always like tried his best to provide for my family. And done super once, he's really given me like a, a work ethic and really taught me that if you want something, go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, He's still got the same personality. He just likes different things. He's retired now, um, doesn't work. He's really into his art. He thinks he's Picasso, which is really funny. <laughs> um, he even tells me he's better at art than me, which I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But it, it is funny. <laughs> he always shows on FaceTime all his art. Um, but he's still got that lovely, caring, kind side. He talks to absolutely everybody and anybody. So mm-hmm. if he starts talking, you can't get him to stop. <laughs> that must be uh, that must be quite interesting when you're trying to get somewhere. It's like, come on, Dad, oh, we've got to yeah. go. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen. You'll be there for ten minutes. You have to like admit you're going to be late. <laughs> yeah, but it's lovely at the same time. It's yeah. nice that he's got so much to say, um, and love showing everybody the dog as well. Of course, yeah, of course, got to show everyone, Sadie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that that is wonderful. Um, how did he react when he found out that you and your family? and a few others were going to be doing this half marathon on the 1st of May. You should have seen a smile on his face. Um, he was so happy. He was just like, I think he couldn't believe that so many people wanted to do it for him. Mm-hmm. Like, that I shared the story and people were in and, and were willing to help. Um, and he always says to me, I update him every so often, I say, oh, Dad, we've hit £1,000, £2,000, £3,000. Um, and he always says to me, can you tell everyone thank you from me? Thank you for helping people like me. And it's so nice that this would be such a lovely day for us to share with him. Yeah. It's not something that we're gonna do without him. He's gonna be there at the finish line. It's a weekend with him. It'll be hopefully one of his best days ever. And yeah, super excited for that. That sounds really, really wonderful. Um, and you know, like you say about everyone kind of running as well, you've got people from all across the business running, yeah. including Ben Francis. Uh, who else is running with you? Um, Noel's running, Ash is running, loads of my team running, um, loads of my intern friends are running. Even people I've actually never met before across the business have offered to help. And I've actually made friends, yeah. which is really weird to make friends with people through this, through the love of running. And uh, like some of us are gonna go running next week around the business park all together. And it's just that lovely community aspect um, that is, I think it's brought people together and also given other people a challenge. So several people said to me, oh, I'd definitely run a half marathon, but I, th- I want to do it. I want to challenge myself to do something as well. So some people have only ever run 5K or you've got people who are crazy ultra marathon runners already. So you've got mm-hmm. such a mix mm-hmm. group of people, but we'll all be there together, all running together, mm-hmm. all celebrating at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a really, really special day. Um, 
we'll we'll include a link to your just giving page in the show notes for the podcast and uh, to everyone listening i'd just like to say please do have a look and give it as much as you can um at the time of recording we are still somewhere away from our target so any donations big or small that you can give to help us get there will make such a huge difference um and yeah, I, I really, really hope that we not only reach a target, but we absolutely smash it um, for, for Paul and for everybody else that, you know, that money will will also affect. So, yeah, I think it's really, really wonderful. And um, yeah, uh, talking just about the running specifically, yes. how do you feel about it? Are you prepared for the run or is there still a bit more training that you need to do? How do you feel um, uh, as we sit here in like end of March? <laughs> yeah, it's actually going really well. I had a bit of a a moment at the start of the year where I got really bad shin splints okay. and I was thinking oh gosh if this is what's going to happen to my knee, my legs my, my shins I was like oh I don't know if I'd be able to do it just because it's so painful but that was never an option to pull out mm-hmm. um, rested for two weeks and it's gone so I'm just trying to be careful with like my recovery mm-hmm. and just try not to overdo it because I know if you overtrain you can end up injuring yourself um, I did 16 kilometres the other day so wow. I feel like I'm on track with my running yeah. um, weirdly yeah. it's got easier and I don't know whether Obviously, I'm running consistently. Yeah. But also, I think because I've got this like this why, I'm like, mm-hmm. I know why I'm doing it. It's not, it's not. I'm just doing it because I fancy going on a run. I'm like, I've got a purpose to this and a reason I'm gonna run. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of makes me go a bit faster and a, a bit further. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think everyone that's training for this on the first of May will have that kind of. I don't want to say fire in the belly sort of thing. Fire, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll make them go a bit faster too. Uh, let's let's talk about Gymshark. Um, uh, as we mentioned at the top, you are a design intern. Uh, when did you join the business uh, and start your role here? So I started um, at the start of July okay. last year and I'm here till the end of July this year. Was Gymshark what you expected? Better than I expected. That's so a good better. answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Why was it better than you expected? Um, I think because I've never I've worked for companies for short periods of time, like one or two weeks, but I've never been this involved in a company and, and, and here for so long to be able to see everything that goes on. Um, and I also didn't think I'd have so much of a say and be so much part of the team. I mm-hmm. kind of I've done roles before where I'm the tea and coffee maker and you know the lunch cooker you know things like that and it's not ever been fashion whereas here I've got a collection that I'm doing and I'm I feel really part of the team mm. and so it's so nice to be welcomed with such open arms and such a valued member interesting okay that, that's, that is really good that you feel that way and I think um having spoken to a few other interns as well um Lucas was a um a guest on one of the previous podcasts as well and I know he's been you know busy doing all kinds of different stuff and it sounds like you have too yeah um Tell me a bit more about your role at Gymshark and, I mean, obviously, you know, everything that the creative team do and your design team do is kind of integral to to Gymshark. Um, So, you know, I'm quite curious to see how your team keeps things fresh and agile and remains disruptive. Um, So at the moment we're working on Spring Summer 23. Okay. Which is... I can't believe that we're working that far ahead, you know. I think <laughs> I always think it's crazy. Yeah. Um yeah. so like on a day to day basis, um, I kinda like support the team. Um, we do a lot of like when the design's done, it needs to be tech packed and then passed over to the development team. Um, so I'm also in like the fits which is super interesting to see like how you fit commercially, like on the fit models and take a product from that and amend it and then it gets to the final prototype, like all the different stages. Um 
and then also I look after some of the, like the rebuy capsules, um, and which like just the colour changes. Uh, so I have to keep on top of those. And then I got given my own mini collection on Friday, which is really exciting. Um, so I started to design that. Um, so that'll be out in uh, 2023. Um, and I guess we try to be disruptive by, I guess, looking at the market and see what's out there and trying to make it better. Like taking something that someone's like, not much is new. It's hard to design something brand new because it's all fit for purpose. And the garments we do are purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think taking what someone else has done and making it better and every time, you know, really evaluating like, does it need more functions or can you take away this if it's not actually doing its job? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, bringing new ideas to the table to try and keep it fresh and exciting to keep that Gymshark customer coming back time and time again. Interesting. Okay. And, you know, you kind of talked about, like, you know, starting to design your own collection and yeah. everything like that. What goes into, you know, that design aspect? Is it a lot of drawings? Is it, um, like, pen and paper? Sorry, pen, pencil and paper, I guess? Or yeah. is it on, like, Adobe programs? How do you go about designing your own collection? <laughs> yeah, I think every design is different. I was speaking to some of the design team um, today and yesterday and sort of said oh how how do you start designing because I'm just interested as to everyone's different design approaches mm-hmm. so my first approach was well, I was briefed so I've got given the brief and I've been told exactly like what the garments are um, and like whether they're like jacquard or whether they're like cut and sew and things like that so I kind of know what I'm working towards so you don't just pick a random garment out of thin air it's like I know what what they want um, and I'm given the print that's going on it as well and then I start doing research and just looking at the market, looking mm-hmm. for like design inspiration, um, which can be literally from anywhere. It can be like a picture of a scene or it could be a picture from the runway or a print that you see in the gym. It could be anything. Um, and so I make little mood boards of all the inspiration. And then from that I do like iPad drawings and okay. just try and sketch. And I just duplicate them over and over again and do different changes and then like line them up on a page and I'll just refine it and over and over again and then hopefully get to the final outcome. Well, I can't wait to see what you've got in store for us for your collection. It's going to be really exciting. Excited too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my name is Sam Cubbins and I'm interrupting this podcast to tell you about the Lifting Club offering. One of the best things about working at Gymshark is definitely the Lifting Club. Our facility is absolutely amazing. We've got over 50 classes running each week, including boxing, spin, pilates, functional fitness, and loads more. So book on through the MyZone app to join us. We know there are plenty of you far away from the lifting club and overseas, but that won't stop us from helping you. Our class schedule includes a Zoom workout every single weekday and our amazing lifting club coaches are always there to provide help and support online that will help you smash your health and fitness goals. Feel free to drop us any messages on Slack anytime to find out more about how we can work with you or come on down to the lifting club. See you soon. Okay, so best day ever. Let's talk about that. Uh, I know it's a tricky one and I know from our conversation previously um, off air, it's a difficult one for you to kind of think, figure out, okay, which one am I going to choose? But I think you've got one in mind for your best day ever. So tell us a bit more about what it is and why it was special to you. Um, so my best day ever uh, was my first trip here at Gymshark. So we went as a design team down to London mm-hmm. and we went and met with Westminster University. And at Westminster University, they have this like massive men's archive uh, full of garments. Um, 
all just stacked in this room, like ordered by period of time and by type. Um, so that was really amazing to go meet with them and go physically see some garments, especially after so long with COVID, like you haven't yeah. seen anything properly in real life. Anything in real life is like, oh my God, we're going yeah. somewhere together. <laughs> and also just seeing stuff that's like from the past rather than constantly being new, fresh stuff that's on the runway, like looking mm. looking back in time and seeing all the functions from like military garments and yeah, things like that. Mm. It's Just before you carry on about your best ever, just on that point, is it, true that you know fashion kind of comes back around and kind of comes like like say for example something from 50 years ago you can yeah. use some element of it or you can use the, a design from that time ago and like today you might bring it back and it kind of hits is that kind yeah. of because that, that's kind of like a saying isn't it like fashion like comes, comes circle yeah i definitely think so i mean we always take inspiration from things from the past so like you see camo trousers well they're taken from mili the military mm-hmm um, and they'll just hit back on the market time and time again. It's like they get out of fashion, but they'll come back round. Yes. Um, so I definitely think so. Um, and it's, I think it's hard to come up with something new mm -hmm. because it's kind of always already been created. So it's just taking something and amending it and making it better each time, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's but more no, of an evolution. Yeah, an evolution, exactly. Mm. Um, or if like whenever I go to London and I go to like the markets, like Portobello Market, and you go and uh, see all the military garments there they'll always say to me oh um, I had Burberry here last week they've come to buy this um, jumpsuit or this cape that like a rolled actual military surplus and they'll take them back for design inspiration and use the silhouette wow so okay people are constantly going to markets and buying old clothing to replicate and bring it back to the market interesting okay so continue on about the men's archive what, what else did you see there what was interesting about that day what made it so good um well, we met with the archivists. So they knew absolutely everything about this clothing. This clothing, like mm -hmm. they could tell you so many facts about it, and they pulled out some really interesting garments, especially ones that would relate to us with sportswear mm -hmm. and things like CP Company and all these different technologies um, that are in the garments. And there was loads of um, like really famous runway pieces. Um, so yeah, it was just amazing to go see something first firsthand and ask people why they're special garments and all the details, and for them to be able to respond with so many facts about mm -hmm. them. Um, and it was just great to go with the team and just spend a day with the team out of office, but just gathering like first-hand design inspiration. Okay, and who else was, you say you, it was with your team, who else, what, who are the members of your team that were there on the day with you? Um, Brian, Vic, those two senior designers, mm -hmm. and then the two designers of the team, Isabel and Paps, and then the two juniors, uh, which is Sophie and James, and then me. So. Interesting, okay. And um, what was, I don't know if you can remember all of them or the most interesting one, but what, what would you say was the most interesting garment that you saw when you were down in London? Most interesting? Yeah, one that kind Gosh, of stood out. Um, it might have been just like bizarre. It could have stood out for the wrong reason. Or one garment that I always think is amazing um, is the anti-G4 suits. Okay, yeah. Um, and to see one of them in person because they've got this purpose for like anti-G-force and, and they've got so much detail in them um, and all these like, I know, loops and things, they've all got a function. Mm -hmm. And you think that's saving someone's life, like this garment that you put on. So I find that crazy because I've seen photos of them online, but to go and actually see one. In detail, in, in, real, in real life. Detail, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Another garment that I quite liked was those that was like blow up puffer jacket that was on the runway I can't remember 
which <laughs> collection it was from. But that was just bizarre to see it in real life, like this really yeah. famous fashion piece. Um, There's like fireman suits there. Mm. So many good garments. Everything. It's hard to pick a favourite. Fair enough. Well, it, okay then. I won't ask you to um, to to pick more favourites. But what I will ask you is um, just in relating it to Gymshark, like have you or has anyone managed to implement some of the stuff that you saw that day into our collections and garments um, that we do? Yeah, I definitely think that um, like some inspiration that we take is like from like the collars and stuff. Well, it's, it's hard to relate everything because some of them were like blazers and things that aren't related at all. But even just taking out like, the pocket detail, mm-hmm. um, or there was like some football jerseys. And I know that when we do like a collar on a t-shirt, we play with like how the collar is. Yeah. Um, so some of the inspiration could be taken from that. Um, so much, but so like a lot of little inspirations, or even like the camo prints, for example, then um, inspire our camo prints that we do and seeing the different camos because like. The U.S. Army prints totally different to the like to our army print. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like loads of inspiration we've taken. Although we weren't allowed to take photos, which was really annoying. Oh, were you not? No, you're not allowed uh, to. You got to pay for them. Pay? Yeah. What? Even if you just get your iPhone out, you got to pay to take a photo. Yeah, I think one of the designers tried to take a photo, got told off. You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any sneaky ones? I didn't, unfortunately. But I had actually been to that archive. They did a show in London a couple of years ago before COVID. Um, and I went along to that and you know, I take photos so I've got loads on my phone my whole Fair camera enough. roll is just photos of garments <laughs> it's really sad what's 20,000 no, photos all. not at all it's, what's, it's what you're passionate about yeah. and you know I mean my camera roll is full of football nonsense because oh, really? I love football and support Arsenal don't at me um, <laughs> <laughs> you know so no that's absolutely fine um, and going forward is there anywhere else that you would really want to go about? You think, you know what, if I went there, there'd be like so much to kind of uh, learn and to gain and so much inspiration I could take from the garments that I'd see. Is there any, I don't know, shows or any like exhibitions or whatever? Yeah, there's this um, really cool exhibition on in, at the V&A at the moment that mm-hmm. I'd like to go to about menswear. So I'd definitely like to make another trip to London to go and see that. Um, or even maybe going abroad and going to see like a different culture or even going somewhere like LA, you know, where there's like our consumer there and just seeing how yeah. how they put together outfits. Because that's obviously a big part of Gymshark is the US market. Mm-hmm. So I know that they've done trips to LA before, but um, going there and to go see, you know, our, like clothes in real life besides just around Birmingham would be really amazing. Mm, yeah, I mean, LA, London, kind of like, all the big cities yeah, yeah big 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 cities big cities okay well um we are approaching the end of the podcast unfortunately i've, I've enjoyed talking to you so much sophie um but before we go i i'm super curious to find out one thing that you feel super strongly about um and as i always say it could be something uh, really important to you. It could be a mantra that you live by, or it could be something as trivial as whether sauce belongs in the fridge or the cupboard. And trust me, I've had things from both ends of that particular spectrum <laughs> so far, even though we're only a few episodes into this uh, podcast. But that's then, this is now. So what have you got for us today? Um, so something I definitely feel strong about is the raising awareness about dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just really making it known about the fact that 900,000 people currently have it in the country um, and 42,000 of them have early onset. So it's such a such a big disease and actually it's frighteningly um, common. So I think that's definitely something that I feel strongly about 
if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I probably would have said something different, like putting ketchup in the fridge or something. <laughs> but I think now I've got a, like a different purpose and a different why, and at a like, I just really want to fight for change and to help somebody else. Yeah, and um, I can. I mean, it's it's clear for everyone to see how much you, how much you want to use this, like I said, difficult time in you and your family's life to make a positive impact not just for your dad but for the thousands of others out there who who suffer with this and um i mean i have so much admiration for what you're doing and i really really hope that you know the run goes fantastically well i'm sure it will and um i'm sure that you know your dad will be beaming from ear to ear when he sees you cross the finish line and i think that'll be a really special moment for the both of you so um yeah absolutely wonderful um i think that's all we have time for today unfortunately uh thank you so much for joining me sophie it's been a genuine pleasure having you on the show um and thank you so much for being so candid and honest about everything and um yeah really appreciate it thank you and also thank you so much to everyone who's donated or sent kind messages they really do mean a lot so every donation makes a difference so thank you to everyone as well yeah, and I, I will echo that. Once again, the link to Sophie's Just Giving page will be in the show notes. Please check it out if you can. Um, other than that, if you have any feedback about these podcasts, then you know what to do. Drop me a Slack or email comms at gymshot.com. Thank you ever so much for joining us. And until next time, I've been George Bushell, and this has been the Best Day Ever podcast. Take care. <laughs>